Hey, Soul Sisters, welcome back to another episode of Better Together. I'm here with Jen today, and this is Maggie, and we're really excited to dive into another topic with you guys today. So we hope you enjoy. Jen, what are we chatting about today? Hello, we are chatting about this question, can we stretch away our pain? Okay, I love it. kind of a doozy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very excited. We were just talking before we hopped on here about how we could take this in so many different directions. So we're excited to do that, to start that with you guys today and see kind of where the conversation leads us. And we'll be excited to hear from you guys after you listen to this, because we definitely anticipate more follow-up questions and follow-up discussions and group discussions and things like that. So we're excited to share from our hearts about Specifically, I know, Jen, you have a lot of knowledge and experience with this, so I am excited to learn from you as well. I know the times that we have talked about these things and I have learned from you, I've always left with some really incredible things to implement into my life and my practice, so excited for the other ladies to hear from you today. Okay, so let's dive in, but before we get going, would you mind opening our time in some prayer? Of course, my pleasure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you, praise you, and thank you. Thank you for these beautifully complex and mysterious bodies that you've given us to live and move and worship and praise you, God, that um, you are in us, around us, and work through us, God. And just be in this time, in this discussion, in what it is that you have for us to share that's meaningful and practical and useful for our community and beyond. And just thank you for this beautiful day in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, I know when we were getting ready, we were talking about how we kind of wanted to kick this off. And I think one of the things we want to start with is just hearing from you when we even posed this question to our community what do we even mean by pain? Mm -hmm. Uh, So kind of starting from that viewpoint of what we even mean when we're talking about that today in our discussion. Yeah, that's such a great place to start because pain is highly complex Mm -hmm. and multifaceted. (laughs) So it can go in lots of different directions, but pain is essentially a warning right? Mm -hmm. A warning that something's happening, a warning for us to pay attention. And so that's a real kind of simplistic way to look at what pain is. Now, our pain experience is very unique and individual, and we will get more into that as we go here. But I will preface this by saying, The more we understand pain and the pain experience with us as humans, that there's so much hope, there's Mm -hmm. so much hope. And we, we can be so encouraged by what we know about pain and how we experience pain. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. What, you know, those of us that may be in a yoga practice or we go to the gym or whatever, we have other types of movement that we engage in, what would be kind of, 
a sensation or is there something specific that you would teach people to say like, this is an indicator of pain. So is it like, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of thinking, you know, when I think of teaching a yoga class and I might say like, we're going to stretch this part of the body Mm -hmm. and it might be like, some people might think that they're experiencing pain, Mm -hmm. but it's not Mm -hmm. like a sharp or like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of begin to teach people how to identify something as pain in their body? Right. Such a good question. I love that. Yeah. That can be tough because I think a lot of movers come to yoga thinking that deeper is better. Right. Mm-hmm. And there can be a misperception on well, yoga is good. And if I stretch, Mm -hmm. if I stretch further, well, then that's better. Right. And even Mm -hmm. if there's discomfort, there's going to be healing or reduced pain at the end of this experience, this pose, this shape have, and I think as I've gotten deeper into just understanding the body and myself and my own experience, and now teaching yoga and private clients for years, it's this inner knowing, this grace-filled listening, holy listening within where we kind of start to discern, is this nourishing for me now. And I think a really great question as well is what is going to be happening for me tomorrow, 24 hours later, am Mm -hmm. I going to feel better Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, or are things kind of irritated and cranky? And that's giving you really good information on is this style of class, was that the best thing to do even Mm. that day, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could have a day where you didn't sleep very well the night before or whatever. And these are all kind of factors that I think are important to put into how we decide to move that day. Are we going to push into the edges? Are we going to take it a little, you know, more slow, a little bit more tenderly as we're moving and choosing how we're going to perform a class or a weight training program or whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're we're choosing to do. Yeah, that's good. It almost makes me think too of kind of planning your movement around certain things in life and just mm-hmm. what you've been doing as far as like you said, how much sleep you've been getting, maybe yep. where you're at in your cycle, maybe where you're feeling maybe some things have happened in life and you're feeling more stress, more whatever, and how all of those things can contribute as well to any type of, again, any type of movement practice doesn't have to be yoga. I think I, I even think of just lifting weights, like one day to the next, like how different I can feel Mm -hmm. and, and just being able to kind of recognize is that pain or soreness or tiredness or peeling back the label of pain and kind of digging more into that. And I think that that was something that phrase peeling back the label on pain is something that I learned in in my 300 hour training, but I feel that you've taken it so much deeper for me from the things that I've learned 
from you. So with that, can you start to kind of maybe describe some of your experience with digging into pain science and Mm. research and just, yeah, everything that you kind of have there that has been informative for you? Yeah. Yeah, that would, I'd love to. And I want to also make a little note that we have a webinar that we did for Be Yogi on our YouTube channel that is a whole hour presentation on pain. And this is going to give kind of a deeper look because we're mm-hmm. going to just skim the surface here yeah. because it does go pretty deep. But what I would like to just kind of say is, you know, a lot of times we get stuck into this old model of pain that mm-hmm. pain is solely biological, right? It's this biological dysfunction or a a damaged tissue. Mm -hmm. And while that can certainly be a factor, right? We have a herniated disc or we stub our toe. These are all things that play into our experience. Mm -hmm. However, it's very limiting when we stay just in that world, that Mm -hmm. biomedical model world for pain. And what science has told us, and many of us have just experienced over our lives, right? We can have some back pain and the next week we don't have back pain, right? It's getting uh-huh. kind of like all over the place. Or like you're saying, there's so many factors. I've got emotional stuff happening. I have, you know, in my cycle, or there's just this, all of these nuance kind of influencers into mm-hmm. our pain experience. And So as we've learned about pain, there's a very kind of, I guess there's more complexity when pain is a longer term experience. So I stub my toe, I have a day where my toe's kind of throbbing and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this, but if my toe is still in pain two months later, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, three months later, there's typically a lot of other factors that are playing into it. And we now know, and a lot of the more current pain research has created this model called the biopsychosocial, and we're going to tag on spiritual model because, Hey, that's what we do here. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. our spiritual lives are always intertwined with everything, our heart, our body, our mind, all of it. And so, you know, there's some really such interesting research too about how all of these different pieces influence our pain experience. So like bio, right? The biomedical piece of it that's involved, Mm -hmm. Uh, the psychological, right? What's our perspective, our mindset about our bodies? Mm -hmm. There's a social piece. How are we being supported? Not only by our kind of physician or physical therapist, all of these, like the team that we have coming around us, but what is our community like? What's our home support look like? That can certainly affect how we're having this experience as well. And then our spiritual perspective, that experience is always interwoven. How are we viewing our pain experience within this larger scope of our, our becoming, you know, just our, our becoming. So a lot of different angles to look at there. Yeah, that's good. So basically just 
kind of summarizing that might be breaking out of putting pain into the box of a strictly physical cause, you know, like I'm getting older and, (laughs) you know, things just aren't working like they used to. It's like, Mm -hmm. obviously, yes, there is that, Mm -hmm. but it's often and typically so much more layered and, and complex than just I'm getting older or I stubbed my toe or I, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I know that when you and I have talked about some of these topics before you have told me about some people that you found really instrumental in helping you learn about this topic and broaden your perspective. So can you share about that at all? Like who, who kind of pioneered some of this shift of away from the biomedical and more towards that kind of bio social psycho (laughs) spiritual, all the things, (laughs) all of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the forerunners, Lorimer Mosley, he is part of kind of a collective group, the Noe group. You can look it up and and kind of dig in as far as you'd like to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're out of Australia and they Lorimo has a has a fantastic TED talk that he with a lot of comedy and wisdom kind of explains some of how all of these pieces come together. So that would be a fun link maybe that we can put into our podcast. But the other person I've done a lot of learning from is Greg Lehman. He's phenomenal. And Todd Hargrove is another one of those people in kind of the industry that I think has really started to ask all of these fantastic questions and then bring it into more of that. How do we put this into practice? How do we make this, especially in our movement practice? How do we, how do we make this part of what we're doing? Yeah. Another forerunner is Neil Pearson. He has a program called pain care aware. That's actually specific for yoga instructors. And so they're phenomenal in how they are supporting, especially the yoga yoga world with how to incorporate this language and understanding into classes and bringing it to that community. So yeah, really cool. So on that note, what is some cueing that you have learned along the way? Like, do you have some things that you have shifted in your language as a teacher Mm -hmm. around this, this topic, just for those that might be listening that might be fitness instructors of any, of yeah. any type. Yeah. That's a fantastic question. And again, a big old bunny trail that we can <laughs> totally. get a whole other episode on, but this is That'd a be real great. passion for me because just that transition of that grace filled language mm-hmm. within our classes is so hopeful, right? Yeah. This old biomedical model really led us down a path of fear, fear Mm -hmm. that if we're not in this perfect alignment, that we are setting our bodies up for damage, right? Mm -hmm. For for pain, even if we are experiencing pain. And that's really not what the literature shows us. We have a better understanding of movement in general is supporting pain. 
It's mm-hmm. reducing inflammation. It's less about a specific corrective exercise or a perfect alignment in a certain pose. And so the language that's kind of kind of come from that understanding is more of a language around curiosity, exploration. Mm-hmm. How does this feel? Mm-hmm. Try X, Y, Z. And that really can go down so many different pathways. <laughs> but yeah. it's so that's kind of the the broader scope of queuing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think again, in the last couple of years, that's something that I've really added to my classes is trying you do a to fantastic job. Yeah. Thank you. Love Thank it. you. As <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I try to pretty often put like actually say the phrase, we can't make judgments when we're like living in curiosity or when we are functioning from a source and from a space of curiosity. And that is the same for all of this type of stuff where staying curious allows for a more mindful approach to your Mm -hmm. movement. Mm -hmm. So you, instead of judging the pain or getting fearful of the pain, you're curious about the pain. And then you're able to peel back the label of pain to dig into is it actually quote unquote pain? You know, what am I actually feeling here? And I was also taught in my 300 hour, this as is principle of the awareness of sensation through internal scanning. Mm -hmm. And I use that a lot as well. And think that's just like a great little tool as a teacher to remember, to just try to really instill that Mm -hmm. in our students and again I think this is for any movement class because if you're in a high paced weights class or something Mm -hmm. you can kind of get stuck in that you know the music's going and the energy is high and you kind of Mm -hmm. start to like ignore your body signals sometimes yep and just you know push through the pain and there I think that's such a uh, balance because there is the mental side. And I guess, so again, I think that's how that applies to this is saying, okay, having that quick check-in moment to say, yes. is this mental? Is this physical? Is this, you know, psychological or spiritual? What am I feeling? And saying, okay, I need to lessen my weights. I need to do less reps. I need yep. to whatever it is, I think it, it just applies across the board in pretty much like any movement, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. So well, and I think too, I'll just, I just want to tag onto that really quick. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are attracted to yoga that also tend to be bendy right? Like, yeah. <laughs> because it, it's something that comes easily to them. And if they live into this narrative of deeper's better, mm-hmm. or deeper is going to eventually take away my pain, or mm-hmm. heal XYZ, or whatever. And they're really just kind of going to town that can actually 
backfire to some degree if right. we're going too, too far. And there's yep. a lot of current understanding of different hypermobility syndromes, right? Our connective yeah. tissue is very unique to each of us. And mm -hmm. there can be people that go stretching to their end range mm -hmm. and they actually don't feel better 24 hours later, but they right. think they need to do that. And so then mm -hmm. again, like you said, they're going to these classes and pushing and thinking that they're doing something for themselves that's going to benefit in the long run, but mm -hmm. not paying attention, I think, to those layers you're speaking to of, is this actually nourishing me in my mm -hmm. uniqueness with some variation of that connective tissue function? Yeah. Um, all of these different things that I think really need to be taken into consideration. And, you know, there's a great new book by Libby, Hinsley, she's a physical therapist. I and, love her. Yeah. Yeah. She, the, the she's the one of her first. Books. Yeah. Oh, that where is she in those like zebra suit or whatever? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Good. It's so fun. But she's hypermobile herself. Yeah. She has Ehlers Stan. Took her quite a while. Say that one more she time. Does she have Ehlers Stan's syndrome? Or? I think, yes. Yes. Yeah. And she, yeah. she would, I believe so. And she just felt really not good. Yeah. After mm -hmm. a whole bunch of deep stretching. And so it took yeah. her a while to figure out, oh, right. What did feel good in her body? Mm -hmm. So she wrote her book is Yogi for Bendy People. And so yeah. I just think we're starting to discover and learn all these variations in the, how we're all so beautifully unique mm -hmm. and this inner wisdom, this listening and paying attention to those layers is just so deeply important. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's so good. I was just thinking actually, before you even brought her up, I was like, it'd be so fun to get her on here for a discussion yes. about that because she speaks to it so beautifully. She was definitely one of the first people that I learned about that from mm -hmm. because it is also like kind of newer in the medical space, mm -hmm. like being able to actually diagnose those hypermobility syndromes often. So maybe we'll have to try to get her yeah. on for a discussion. That'd be yeah, so fun. She's, that'd be so, awesome. she's really great. I've taken, I took like a workshop with her once in person and it was super fun. She's fun and funny and yeah, really, really smart. So when you were talking about that though, and kind of on this topic of, it's a little bit more nuanced because we're very unique and we all have yes. our specific unique bodies and everything. So I'd love to just hear if you have a personal experience with this and with pain. Oh, yeah. Sorry, stretching, trying to <laughs> stretch away pain. I stretch say, away pain. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think early on in my yoga kind of world experience, I think I came to it in a similar way as I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. More better, more equals better, right? Mm -hmm. Further, I'm going to gain more mobility. And if I gain more mobility, then I'll, I'll feel better in my body. It's almost just an unconscious, I think, to some degree belief. And, mm -hmm. um, it's almost like, it reminds me of like, what was it? The eighties or, you know, if less fat is good, then Zero, uh, better. Yeah, totally, <laughs> so, totally. You're like, you know, wow, that was such, that was so wrong. 
I know so wrong. And, but of course, as like my young person totally believed that. And right. you know, so it, it was such an interesting transition and it, and going into that with that concept, I did start to feel better when I did more of the nourishment in my nervous system, mm-hmm. right? It was more of that therapeutic movement. It was more of the breath. It was so as I kind of started to discern a little bit of what was actually healing my body, it mm-hmm. is more in that direction versus the further I go, the better. And as I have a degree in kinesiology, so I've always kind of been a little bit nerdy. And mm-hmm. So, you know, when I started running into some of these movement experts that were a bit more science focused, they just asked all of these really interesting questions. Okay. Well, so what, why, how, what's the mm-hmm. tissue mechanics behind that? And so mm-hmm. That just started all of my wheels turning and I wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, couldn't get enough of learning (laughs) all of these answers. And so that's what sent me down the bio biomechanics route in my 300 hour Mm -hmm. program. And so just, yes. So I started in that same way that I think that so many people do in their yoga practice. And I think that's one thing that you and I, our hope and prayer and passion is to bring some of these myths out into the open mm-hmm. and kind of bring that spirituality element into the mix. That's just yeah. feels like it fits so beautifully with that grace mm-hmm. with ourselves and that inner discernment and that stillness mm-hmm. right? that we can not only find our heavenly father within our, our bodies and our minds and our hearts, but we're also in that place where we can listen to that mm-hmm. deeper level of what's happening and going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. As you were speaking to, I was just thinking through this question that we pose is really complicated in so many different ways, but one of the mm-hmm. ways too, is to just be like, yes and no, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, and how many times that actually is the answer, <laughs> you right. know, but we want it to be more black and white often because it's just easier. We're so tempted by the, you know, I take this pill, I do this one thing or, and it fixes the thing for me. And even when I think about like, can I stretch away my pain? It's like, well, what do you even mean by stretch? You know, there's just so many ways you could take it because I think too, it's like, well, sometimes yes because of whatever's going on like that just might be like a stretching experience might just be what you need for that day but is it going to make your pain go away forever probably not you know so for me too what I was thinking was I have leaned towards the more bendy side typically my whole life but what has helped me with my pain has been a balance of flexibility and strength. But then specifically in the last, like, I don't know, a couple of years, three, four years, maybe, but getting more into mobility and like 
functional range conditioning and cars and things like that, that has been really mind blowing for me. And I think could be an entire episode uh, about something, but how it's pertained to my experience with pain has been to help me really get to know the ways that I compensate in my body. And so I think that is also a huge aspect of this is it, we want it to be an easy answer, but it often takes like a lot of self-discovery and self-experimentation, yep. recording yourself, you know, just doing some really meticulous work because even I I haven't gotten trained in FRC yet. I really want to. It's on my mm-hmm. it's definitely top on my list for my next certificate, <laughs> mm-hmm. but when I have taken classes myself or tried to put just little snippets and examples of it in my classes, I will go back and watch myself teaching that. And I'll go, dang, like I'm still compensating (laughs) in this way. And it's not, again, it's not like getting, you know, judgment or, or there is always that hope and grace. It's just more like, wow, this just takes like time and energy mm-hmm. and effort and really getting to know yourself and your body and the ways you move really well. So I think that is a huge aspect of understanding your unique experience of pain. Sure. Um, because that's something that one of the physical therapists that I've worked with here, like worked for and work with here in Denver, that's one of her main things that I I loved learning from her is she would teach me to look at someone's gait, their like walk pattern mm-hmm. and be like, do you see how they're doing this here? I think that's what's causing this in their shoulder or mm-hmm. something, you know, mm-hmm. and just how interwoven your body is. And so when we do make these compensations or we have these compensatory ways of moving or just holding ourselves throughout the day, that that can have an influence on our pain and our experience of pain or stiffness or whatever we want to call it. And so it's not as easy as like, well, I have tight hamstrings or a low back pain. It could like very realistically be something in your shoulder, neck, foot, ankle, knee that's causing that. And it just takes time to dig and dig into that a lot on your own. Right. Right. Well, and I think too, it's, and then you get, again, you get into the uh, murky waters of pain experience, right? Because you Mm -hmm. can have someone who has a pattern and let's say, you mean, you look at all of these kind of different ways that people can move and they are doing something that would be considered a unhealthy movement pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So like a runner that is supinating or whatever it may be, but, and they may not have pain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They may be participating in a pattern of movement and they might not have pain. And so it just gets very, again, there's that word, right? Nuance and- (laughs) curious. And if you do have pain, looking at it from this more zoomed out Mm -hmm. perspective 
uh, mm. consulting a knowledgeable PT that does understand current pain science is yeah. great, great becoming discerning of what, how you're moving and how you might be not moving in certain areas. Right. And that's a beautiful mm. place for somatic work. That's slower and something that you can kind of feel into, oh, wow, my left hip is moving quite differently than my right hip. And mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that it's wrong because we're all right. very asymmetrical in nature. That doesn't mean that that's causing you pain, um, mm -hmm. but it's information that we can use about our patterns of movement and how we're kind of either moving within freedom or not freedom in our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So I know we're coming towards the end of our time together. Is there mm -hmm. kind of any last word of, um, you know, hope or encouragement that you want people to take with them as far as, okay, like you've kind of just told me like, no, I can't really stretch away my pain or yes. And no, it's not really that easy <laughs> or straightforward. Right. I mean, so, so what would you kind of say is some takeaways that they can start down this path of managing pain and yeah. getting to understand their pain on a better level, just kind of all along those lines, anything that you yeah. want them to take away with them to yeah, move that's forward a great with. Question. So I think when I'm working with folks, I think the most important thing is that sense of curiosity mm -hmm. and asking the questions, how is this feeling in my body right now? Yeah. How's my breath? Are there other areas of my body? So one thing in my classes that I will repeat a lot, I sound, I feel like I'm a little bit of a broken record, but <laughs> check in with your jaw, check in with your neck, these areas that sometimes we're like, like I, yeah. you know, the grippiness is just kind of a pattern that we don't recognize until we recognize it. Right. Until we become aware. Mm -hmm. And so starting to tap into some of these messages that mm -hmm. our body is giving us, not only in the moment of our movement practice and whatever that is that you've chosen to do that you love, but also, and we mentioned it a bit earlier is what, how do I feel later? How do I feel mm -hmm. 24 hours after that movement and really use that information to help guide you moving forward and making some of those more discerning decisions for you. You yeah. are, you know, your body better than all of these other professionals. Mm -hmm. And you can certainly get guidance and support and all of these different pieces of wisdom that we can get from different experts and physicians and physical therapists and all of it. But when it really comes down to us being movers and how we kind of flow and move through life is that inner knowing God gave mm -hmm. us that discernment to know what's going to be most nourishing for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I think that another conversation following this would be to just speak through different types of stretching and movement mm -hmm. and like the benefits of those. So yep. maybe that's something that we can follow up with because 
I feel like that might be some questions that we get from, from this of like, well, what is good stretching? And there is like, I have definitely learned, we can talk about like PNF and, you know, different things like that in your, in your experience with fascial flossing. And I think that that would be another great topic. So I think that that is great. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, I will make sure to link all of those references. And then if there's any books that you want to recommend, you can send those over to me and we'll make sure that they can all have access to those if somebody wants to dig into this topic a little bit more. So I will say a quick little prayer to end our time and we'll wrap it up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for just an open, honest and discussion with hope and grace at the center. Lord, I pray that you would just take what we've learned here today, help us to think through it, be curious about it, to apply it to our lives, to our own movement, whether it's yoga or at the gym or Pilates or whatever we might be enjoying, even if it's just a walk around the park that has started to get a little uncomfortable, that we would be open and curious about the sensations that we're feeling and that you would help us to have discernment and to always come from a place of nourishing our bodies and caring for this beautiful temple of the Holy Spirit that you have given us to steward on on the earth. So we love you, Lord, and you name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys, and have a great rest of your day.